Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Live from high above downtown Billings, Montana, this is David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint on Montana Talks. we got open phones for the entire show and, frankly, the entire week, 406-294-0970. You can find me here in Billings practicing law as an attorney. Uh, that's Noble with a K. If you want to find me, you can find me online at LectureFan on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, you name it, L-C-T-R-F-A-N. Let's go to George in Billings. George, thanks for calling. Hey, good morning, David. Uh, David, I have a, a question and then a couple co- uh, well, comment, and then I'll make a, uh, have a question for you. I understand this bank that went broke in the Silicon Valley was big into ESG. And uh, I was wondering if this other bank that went broke, that they uh, took control of and shut down over in New York, was also into ESG. And uh, my comment is I hope every one of these ESG banks and big brokerage houses like BlackRock go broke. I hope they all go broke. Amen. And I don't think we ought to bail them out. I, I agree. Was this bank in New York also a big ESG bank? That's a great question. I, I don't know the answer to that. I'll, I'll certainly try to look it up. I would bet money that it was. Um, just because these leftists have infiltrated all of these businesses to where most of them are. That's the so, so, like horrible thing about this is that this Silicon Valley bank isn't sort of unique in pushing radical left-wing ideas. I, I still find it so staggering, and I, I talked about this a lot during the 6 o'clock hour um, but it's two hours later, and so I want to mention it again. Um, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity has a, a screenshot of Silicon Valley Bank's own website uh, showing company news for SVB, and this is what it says. Silicon Valley Bank commits to $5 billion in sustainable finance and carbon-neutral operations to support a healthier planet. And so $5 billion to try to control the climate and $5 billion to fight against fossil fuels and to hate human development and, and civil society. $5 billion. And then guess what? It was actually a $2 billion, $1.9 billion loss that led to this bank run. What happened was is that John Tester triggered inflation. John Tester triggered massive inflation. That forced the Federal Reserve to hike rates. And then John Tester refused to cut spending, which then con- made the inflation continue to run hot, even though the Fed was raising rates, and caused the Fed to continue to raise rates and hold rates higher, which then caused the hundreds of billions of dollars in long-term treasury bonds that S- Silicon Valley Bank held to drastically lose value. And then a- a- SVB depositors started to pull money, and S- SVB goes and sells a bunch of bonds and takes a $2 billion loss, and then that triggers a bank run, and now there's a bailout, and our dollars are going to fund it. And guess what? They lost $2 billion on that, but they actually had lost $5 billion earlier on radical left-wing policies. Serving the 
the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. We just had a caller ask about Signature Bank and whether they were woke. And I started searching on Google, and one of the first things that comes up about Signature Bank, which is the second bank that now has failed and is being bailed out by the Trump administration. And, and look, we can get into the specifics of this. It's just I'm not the only one saying that this is a bailout, okay? The Wall Street Journal editorial board is calling this a, a bailout. Vivek Ramaswamy is calling this a bailout. Lots of other people are calling this a bailout because when the federal government comes in and guarantees depositors and and then the Federal Reserve comes in and guarantees unlimited loans to banks, those are those are two bailouts, actually. There's been two bailouts here. But here, one of the first stories about Signature Bank – is that Signature Bank had closed Trump's account to virtue signal how woke it was. So the Signature Bank, the bank that failed and has now been bailed out by the by the Democrats, including John Tester and Joe Biden, was so woke that they closed Trump's account. Um, uh, so I'm, a, I'm assuming they were also huge into ESG. I'm sure that they spent billions on trying to control Earth's climate. Um, it's all there, folks. It, it's all happening. Um, so anyway, let's go back to the phones. We've got Gary in Billings. Gary, thanks for calling. Yeah, good morning, David. Thanks for taking my call. What I'm calling about is these fake articles that the kangaroo court, which I told Travis, um, they're going after him for sexual reasons 20 years ago or better and hush up. Uh, have you heard about that? No, tell me. Well, uh, this is a, a, I call it a kangaroo court that our Democrats going after Trump for because he's supposedly had sex with Stormy Daniels and paid hush money uh, to cover it up. But this goes way back even when in, in the late 90s when they're bringing this up. But the question is, how come they go after a man and look at Bill Clinton and the things that he did, but they don't go after Joe Biden, which is destroying our country? Yeah, that's I mean, the, I think the answer is corruption. Well, whatever it is, we just have such a mess of people trying to take down a man that could save our country. Now, I'm not saying Donald Trump's a perfect man. Nobody is. But why, why is it we spend all this money investigation, even in the uh, the uh, riot in, on January 6th that's coming out now, that he didn't have anything to do with that? Yep. No, you're right. I think you're right. Your comment? Well, thank. First of all, thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. I, I think you're right. Um, I, I think we've got a two-tiered justice system here, and and the the damage that they are doing to the public respect for the rule of law and law enforcement and the FBI and the DOJ is almost incomprehensible. People no longer respect the Department of Justice. People no longer respect the FBI. People no longer respect the federal government. We do not have a fair system. You're absolutely right. Donald Trump has been investigated 
constantly, nonstop, uh, by every single imaginable investigation. He's been investigated by the federal government. He's been investigated by the FBI. He's been investigated by numerous other little federal agencies. He's been investigated by Congress when the Democrats controlled Congress. He's been investigated by the Senate when the Democrats controlled. He's been investigated by the the New York Attorney General. He's been uh, investigated by the New York financial regulators. He's been investigated by state attorneys in Georgia. I mean, investigation after investigation into Trump and interestingly, you know, they really they don't have anything on him. I, I, I would love uh, to see anybody go through the number of investigations that, that Trump has gone through and come out as squeaky clean as Trump has. I, it's, it's, it's staggering. I don't know if there's anybody that is as well behaved as Trump. I don't know. Any, I can't imagine anybody in Washington, D.C. going through that many investigations and them not finding anything. And, and, and the, you know, you're you're absolutely right, Gary. Like. Uh, if, if we had a fair system, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's corruption would be investigated nonstop. And the, the Clinton Foundation, you know, it's so absurd. Think about this. The New York state government, the New York attorney general is going to investigate the Trump Foundation uh, for, uh, oh, they didn't, you know, they didn't report some fringe benefits that they paid to employees. Oh, they, they, they paid for parking. The Trump Foundation paid for parking for one of its executives, but didn't, but didn't disclose that or something like that. But not a word about the Clinton Foundation. Not a word about uh, money laundering and, and accepting payments from our foreign adversaries by Biden. Um, this stuff goes on and on and on. And unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, we just have we have a two tiered we have a two tiered justice system. Uh, I, I think that's clear. It's not fair. Donald Trump uh, it, it has been investigated nonstop, um, and and you know it's 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 just a really bad thing. Um, we got some callers on the line. I don't really want to. I really don't want to go to the callers because we only got thirty seconds left here. But uh, but we got Tim and Billings and Francis and Big Fork. We'll get to both of you um, right after this break um meanwhile uh we've got some quotes from joe biden from this morning i want to play as well uh the 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 democrats feverishly saying this is not a bailout this is not a bailout this is not a bailout well when the democrats obsessively say that this is not a bailout that's probably your first sign that this is a bailout Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. David Noble in for Aaron Flint. We've got open phones all day today, but not just today. Open phones all week long. Let's go to Tim in Billings. Tim, thanks for calling. Morning, Mr. Noble. Uh, so I believe our entire financial system is corrupt you know, beyond repair. And have you ever heard of bank bail-ins? I have. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what worries me that's coming next is you, the banks have a bail-in where your money, my money, we go to the bank, we try to pull it out because <laughs> we are scared or we want, we'd rather buy food and uh, seeds and ammo and <laughs> water filtration and stuff because we think there's a, there's imminent, problems coming and the bank has taken the money out of our accounts because 
Well, they need it. So they need to pay back those billionaire investors and, and things like that. So that's what concerns me. But another thing that uh, you, you mentioned, the two-tier justice system, and, and I always like to say, I think it was Dan Bongino said it, There's it's the accountable class and the unaccountable class. And um, who's doing the prosecuting? Well, many of these places where they don't prosecute people who are actually committing crime are funded by George Soros. And I got to thinking about that the other day. And is George Soros a citizen of the United States? Do you know? I, I haven't looked into it, and I'm not sure if he is or not. But I don't know. If Paul, if Paul Manafort, if um, General Flynn, if all these people can get in trouble for FARA violations for Foreign agent registration, uh, or for what is it? Foreign aid registration, something like that. Right. Uh, where they they advocate for a for a foreign government, they all got in trouble for it. But what about all these people who take money from George Soros? If he's not a U.S. citizen, he may not be a country, but he is definitely a foreign agent. You know, are these people not all in violation of FARA violate? You know, FARA regulations. If that's the case, if they're taking money from him and his. Uh, is shell game of different foundations. I mean, we really need to remove this guy from our our system because he is he is a devastating, uh, corrupt, and destructive individual. Yeah, there's no question. He's been a, a net negative in terms of all of the stuff that he's supported. I really don't know. I, I really don't know where he is a, a citizen of or if he's an American citizen. I really don't know the answer to that. But in terms of your other comment about the, the corruption in the United States, you know, there is a lot of corruption here, and uh, there's no question about it. And we've got uh, – you're right about the, the prosecutors being funded by George Soros, and they, they, they fund these prosecutors because we have a thing in American law called prosecutorial discretion. That means that prosecutors have discretion about what crimes to prosecute and which crimes not to. And, um, you know, what, what, what's gone on with January 6th and, and with these new videos coming out is a, is a travesty. And we have unequal application of the law. I think, I think we're having constitutional violations left and right, equal protection violations left and right. Um, and, you know, I, I heard uh, Friday's 9 a.m. 9 a.m. hour, the 9 o'clock hour on Friday's show where where Aaron was talking to, to Daria, um, drawing a blank on her last name, but she's the she's the woman that um, stood up for, for free speech and, and ended up suing Montana State University and, and having a settlement, <clears throat> and they had Matthew Monfort and her attorney on. And, you know, my takeaway from that was there's, there needs to be a lot more lawsuits filed. Because there's constitutional violations happening against mainly just conservatives. All across America, conservatives' constitutional rights are being violated, whether it's by, directly by the government, whether it's by these uh, public universities, you name it. And we have got to start bringing lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit uh, and protecting our constitutional rights. And, and that 9 a.m. hour on Friday, if you haven't listened to that, check out the Montana Talks app. Go listen to Aaron's uh, 9 a.m. hour from the Friday show. It was it was really powerful stuff. Let's go back to the phones. we got Francis in a Big Fork. Uh, Francis, thanks for calling. You're welcome. Um, I was listening to the radio this morning. And they were talking about how uh, China now is working with Saudi Arabia. They yep. never worked together before. Yep. And so, you know, this government, or Obama, as I 
think he's behind most of this because Joe Biden right. doesn't know what's going on. And he never had any policies in the first place that made any sense. Right. You know. Well, you got Susan. You got you got Susan Rice. Susan Rice is uh, in the Biden administration, and, and she's an Obama administration holdover. Yeah, and he put a lot of people when he he put them in the civil service. That are, so you're stuck with them in right. Washington. That's been a huge and strategy. They are terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. If uh, Biden's that smart, or if George Soros is behind him? Well, it's it's a good point to bring up that that Saudi Arabia uh, China deal. Um, China China uh, basically brokered um, this new arrangement between Saudi Arabia and Iran for for them to try to normalize their relations. Of course, Saudi Arabia and Iran are mortal enemies, and, and traditionally have been. You know, Iran um, is is per, they're per and I, I believe they're Shiites, where in Saudi Arabia are Arab and Sunni. If I got that right, I'm, I'm 90% sure that's right, certainly right on the, the ethnic ethnicity part. But they've been historically enemies. And now you've got China basically being the power broker in the Middle East. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an example of Joe Biden seeding American world leadership. This would be unthinkable to have happened. But, uh, you know, what, what, what Joe Biden did in Afghanistan and then his, his weakness uh, in other foreign policy areas has really, really led to a devastating uh, uh, impact on uh, American national security. And with China now being the power broker in the Middle East, an area where traditionally America has had, had a lot of sway, um, is, is not good at all. It's a major, major problem. And and China and and weakness on China in the South China Sea has been a huge issue. And there's a big Wall Street Journal piece this weekend about how China has basically pushed America out of the South China Sea. And now China has got so much military buildup and military installations in these in these islands in the South China Sea that America can't do anything. We can't get them out uh, unless um, there's going to be military action. Let's go back to the phones. we got Doug in Eureka. Doug, thanks for calling. Good morning, Mr. Noble. Okay, I wanted to uh, touch on this banking situation here. So I would caution people to be very take pay close attention to this because there's a big sweep to introduce central bank digital currencies. There is an executive order number one four zero six seven signed by Biden in December, I believe. Uh, this is a fairly big deal because Europe, most of Europe, uh, uh, Ukraine is totally uh, a pilot program for this. And what it is doing is digitizing the U.S. currency and taking it into a, an international computer code ones and zeros rather than have I'm not uh, I, I don't want to speak beyond my ken but I think what perhaps is happening uh, it's not just me but uh, people smarter than me they want to create a bank panic they want a run on the banks they're going to all pretend that they're all you know they're going to play both sides they're going to look at it as like this is a catastrophe and we're going to ride this war pony to our benefit and that would be to to force people to either lose their assets or 
agreed to go into a safe harbor of uh, digital currency. So this is probably their gambit. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but they are dead serious on introducing a global currency. And so that would be a method that would, that's the way I would roll with it if I was a big bully. Yeah, no, I, th- you're, I think you're right that they absolutely are pushing these central bank digital currencies, the CBDCs, as they're known. And, of course, the whole reason they want central bank digital currencies is so they can track us and they can track every financial transaction we do. And, of course, they're also trying to do that with, with the traditional dollar. You've got the Biden administration uh, demanding that banks uh, provide our private confidential financial transactions to the federal government if we have more than $600 cumulative transactions in a year, which is every single American on the face of the earth. But no, the, the, the financial the financial scrutiny of the federal government is is outrageous. And now, you know, Biden and the Democrats and John Tester, you know, just just spent tens of billions of dollars hiring tens of thousands of new IRS agents to, to come after and harass American citizens and, you know, blue collar workers and middle class middle class Americans and you name it, that's who these people are going after. Joe Biden trying to crank up taxes on Americans too to pay for all of his blowout spending. Um, it's a bit it's it's a bad deal. And then, of course, you've got, you know, there was a there's a Wall Street Journal opinion piece here uh, this weekend as well about um, the, the civil asset forfeitures and carrying cash around and how basically if you have cash, there's a very, very good chance if you were to get pulled over um, that you're going to lose your cash, even if even if you've done nothing wrong. Um, and the FBI, the FBI is making billions of dollars a year off of civil asset forfeitures of carrying cash and you know you can't take you can't take more than ten thousand dollars of currency across a border without disclosing it um the it's all it's all surveillance they they want the surveillance they want to know every single transaction you do and uh you know there was some good news um i've got a piece here somewhere attorney general austin knutson uh issued a statement um on the the tracking of um, firearm purchases. Yeah, here just a couple of days ago on March 9th, Attorney General Knutson released a statement on Visa and MasterCard decision to quote-unquote pause their plan to enable tracking of firearm purchases. Um, and I gotta, I'll, I'll read this statement from the Attorney General Austin Knutson, a great statement, but they want to track everything. They want to track whenever you spend money at a firearm store. They want to track every penny you're doing for... Um, they they say they say oh we just want people to pay their fair share in taxes but uh, if you trust if you believe that if you trust that then I've got a bridge to sell you. Serving the great state of Montana from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 406-294-0970 if you want to be on the show. We've got open phones taking your phone calls. 406-294-0970. Whatever you want to talk about. Got a couple of messages here on the Montana Talks app from Dennis in Bozeman. He says, bailouts and bail-ins don't work if nobody does business with those banks. Great, great point. That's why... I don't feel bad for the depositors at Silicon Valley Bank because they were the ones that were putting millions and millions and millions of dollars 
in a bank that was more concerned about woke policies and more concerned about trying to control the climate and more concerned about uh, spending $5 billion uh, on green energy and sustainable net neutral carbon neutral footprint this and that thing and the other thing and environmental and social and governance and uh, wokeism and diversity equity and include and they're spending five billion dollars on that um and so all these silicon valley uh tech startups and venture capital firms they're the ones that put their money in these woke banks <laughs> maybe maybe if you're a depositor uh, maybe you shouldn't deposit all your money in a bank that's more worried about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and man-made global warming than they are about making sound investment decisions. Um, does it does it make sense for to you for a bank to put hundreds of billions of dollars in long-term treasury bonds, paying 1.5 percent interest? Sure doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Dennis and Bozeman also sent another message. Does Montana have laws protecting citizens against civil asset forfeiture? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, Dennis. I know that um, I got a number of stories here about the, the Montana legislature now past the midpoint. Um, past the transmittal deadline, I've got I've got a whole list here, sort of laws that uh, made it, laws that didn't make it. Um, and so we can get into some of that stuff. I don't. I don't know the answer to the civil asset forfeiture issue. I do know that there was a, a piece in the Wall Street Journal this weekend um, talking about this issue and talking about the billions of dollars that's made through this system. And so what they'll do is they'll, if you have a lot of cash on you, they'll seize your cash, and they'll say it's suspicious or we think it was used in a crime, and or, and, and then later on it's oh it's not it wasn't used in a crime. Um, and you're innocent. And so then, then they'll give you a form to fill out and you fill out this form and submit this request to get your money, your cash back from the FBI. And apparently then they use that form and they say that has the effect of basically admitting that the cash was used in a crime, um, which people don't really know about because uh, the, the the government sends you this massive sort of legalese disclosure form. And so then you do that and then maybe you get your cash back, maybe you don't. But at that point, it's just sort of an administrative sort of discretionary issue by the government to whether you give it back. And, you know, look, I'm not just making this stuff up. This this was in the Wall Street Journal this weekend. And there's a there's an uh, Institute for Justice, which is a libertarian sort of public interest law firm out there that fights against this. Um, they've got a number of lawsuits going over these issues. And they're the ones that sort of explained, you know, how this thing worked so uh kind of kind of a big a big deal there um meanwhile i saw this story uh did you guys hear about this over a thousand migrants rushed the bridge in el paso texas just yesterday and this is from fox news a group of at least a thousand migrants rushed the paso del norte bridge linking mexico to the u.s in el paso texas on sunday to gain access to the United States video shows. Um, and you watch this video, and it's and it's literally just a massive amount of people rushing this bridge, pouring into the United States illegally. Crowd control measures were used when the group of mainly Venezuelan migrants continued to press forward, though according to sources at the border, the efforts were thwarted. You know, what's interesting about them being Venezuelans is I thought... I thought the Biden administration ended illegal immigration by Venezuelans. And you know how they did that? They just said, oh, they're all, we'll make them all legal. 
We'll just make them all legal. Then there's no more illegal immigration. So I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised um, to hear that uh, there's any Venezuelan migrants coming into the country illegally because the Biden administration legalized um, them all. But but that's a pretty crazy video. Um, if you wanna if you wanna see this video of thousands of illegal aliens rushing the bridge, pouring into the United States. Um, I wanted to get back to the statement by Attorney General Knudsen. Um, this was on the, the Attorney General's website. It says, in, report, in response to reports that Visa, MasterCard, and Discover have decided to pause the implementation of a merchant category code for the processing of firearms purchases from gun stores, A.G. Knudsen issued the following statement, quote, Visa, MasterCard, and Discover came to the correct conclusion. However, they shouldn't just pause their implementation of this plan. They should end it definitively. American Express should do the same. This measure will do nothing to improve public safety while invading consumer privacy and inviting coordination between corporations and government agencies to erode Americans' fundamental right to keep and bear arms. In September, A.G. Knutson led a 24-state coalition calling on the chief executive officers of Visa, MasterCard, and American Express to abandon the plan for the firearm merchant category code and alerting them that it would potentially violate consumer protection and antitrust laws. So great job to the attorney general. Um, I'm so thankful we've got Austin Knutson in the attorney general position. Um, this this is all they, they want control over everything the, and these corporations are dominated by the most radical left people these corporations bow down to the radical left because they're terrified of getting called out on twitter by somebody in their parents basement it, it's truly ridiculous but they want you know they want to they want to know every time you spend a dollar on on a at a gun store or for ammunition or to buy a gun or anything like that, and they have no right to know that information. Um, and 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 the attorney general is absolutely correct. The entire purpose of this is so that then there can be coordination between the government and the and these big credit card processing companies to monitor you and then to ultimately to try to prevent you from purchasing guns. Why else would they want to know? Why else do they need a code for every time you purchase uh, some use, use your credit card at a gun store? They don't need to know that. The only reason they would want to know it is so then they can try to punish you for it and try to discourage you from doing it. How many? Well, that's what they really want. They want this. They want the message to get out there that hey, if you use your credit card credit card at a gun store, we're gonna know. And that's going to lower your social credit score if, if we have one, just like China does, which we're headed in that direction. Um, and so then people are going to be less likely to go buy guns. That's what that's what they that's what they clearly want. That's their whole thing. And this coordination between big corporations and the federal government is a major major problem uh we've been seeing that in the twitter files and i've got some stories here there was there's recently some congressional hearings as well about the twitter files that have come out but the big i mean the big takeaway there is that big tech and the federal government these are the 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 most powerful the biggest corporations ever on earth working with the federal government to censor and purge americans and to 
and to violate Americans' free speech rights. This is what I'm talking about when I when I bring up the the 9 a.m. hour from the Friday show, where Aaron Flint talked um, to Daria and her attorney Matthew Monfort and about uh, the, this lawsuit against uh, Montana State University, where they got a favorable settlement um, because MSU violated uh, Daria's rights, constitutional rights. And how many Americans had their constitutional rights violated because they were banned on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or you name it for simply for something they said and, and for something they said that turned out to be true as well. Lots of people, lots of people got banned on social media for uh, commenting on Hunter Biden's laptop, which turned out to be true, for saying that COVID may have come from a lab, which turned out to be true. And in the, in the background, you've literally got the federal government working hand in hand with big tech to violate Americans' constitutional rights. I think we, we have got to start filing lawsuits over these constitutional violations, um, just like Matthew Monforton has done protecting uh, Daria's constitutional rights uh, to, to not be forced, not be forced uh, to, to say one thing. And then, and then when you come out and you say, I disagree with you forcing me to say something that I don't want to say, and then to be discriminated against based on your religious and political beliefs and to be, to be mistreated and harassed, um, this, is gonna, this is happening more and more against conservatives. And I mean, it's it's crazy to think that in you know it's it's so funny because in law school, in law school they always say, oh nobody ever does nobody ever does constitutional litigation. You're just going to be doing you know contracts and blah 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 blah. And it's like in 2023 we need more constitutional litigation. We need more lawsuits to protect people's constitutional rights because it's happening constantly. Conservatives' constitutional rights are being violated all across the country. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The fact that they didn't go after Hillary for deleting those emails and and using bleach bit and destroying those devices. That special treatment, that wouldn't happen to all of you listening to this program. I promise you, they actively put their thumb on the scales in 2016. Even when the FBI in early October 2016 went to Christopher Steele, said, here's a million dollars if you can corroborate your dossier, he couldn't collect because he couldn't corroborate. By the end of October, even though he couldn't corroborate it, and they used it as the bulk of information in a FISA application. And remember, it was Deputy FBI Director McCabe that said, well, if we didn't have the dossier, we wouldn't have gotten the FISA warrant. And nobody was held accountable. The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. Do you have more than $50,000 saved for retirement that you can't afford to lose? Biden's pro-inflation White House sent billions to Ukraine, burying U.S. in national debt, while doing nothing to stop inflation and help our own country. Can your retirement survive crippling inflation and growing debt at the same time? If you have $50,000 or more saved for retirement, heed the warnings. Do something to protect yourself now. That's why, right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to protect their retirement savings from everything that's going on. So call 855-815-GOLD to get your free IRS loophole kit 
and see how you could protect your retirement savings while getting up to $10,000 in free silver for doing it. We could be looking at a future worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. 800-900-8000. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. It's David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. Open phones 406 294 Whatever you want to talk about. By the way, that is Noble with a K. I'm an attorney here in Billing. You can find me online at twitch.tv slash lecturefan on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at LCTR. And if you want to support me, you can do so on Twitch. You can sub, you can cheer, you can donate. It's all there. Come check it out. we got a couple of messages uh, here on the Montana Talks app, which, by the way, you can send me messages on the Montana Talks app, and I will read them and react. Got one from Tim in Billings. Tim says, why would anyone who won't come to the U.S. from Venezuela? It's a socialist paradise. Socialism works so well that people will flee. Their homeland travel hundreds if not thousands of miles and then face crowd control measures just to try to get into a capitalist country. Weird. It's almost like socialism is a complete failure each and every time it's tried. Yes, Tim and Billings. Well said. Well said. Isn't that the truth? People are fleeing Venezuela, fleeing socialist countries, um, all just to try to get into the United States. And, and this weekend we saw thousands, thousands of illegal aliens from Venezuela rushing the border, rushing the bridge in El Paso, facing crowd control measures. Um, and I'm just sitting here wondering, wait, hold on. I thought the Biden administration ended illegal immigration by just saying that all the Venezuelans could come in. And get some, get on some uh, special program, or why they they ought to just file, you know, file the fraudulent asylum claims that everybody else does. Turn turn themselves in, file an asylum claim, then you you get processed. Biden will process you. You come into the country, millions and millions and millions of illegal aliens every single year pouring into the country. Dennis from Bozeman says, "Are there any sources to determine which banks in Montana are woke?" Dennis, yeah, go to their websites. Go to their websites. If there if if there's a website and they say they're obsessed with uh, you know fighting man-made global warming and they're obsessed with um, environmental, social, and governance issues, or if they've got a diversity, equity, inclusion thing going on, um, that's going to be your sign. That's the that's the the, uh, the 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 best way to tell. Um, and of course, you know most of them uh, do. That's that's the problem with a lot of this stuff is you simply cannot. You simply cannot get away from this wokeism. Um, Almost all companies and businesses uh, of any size these days have been taken over by um, the the radical left and are using private businesses to push these policies. And the reason is, is because, you know, the, the, the radical left, they are very aggressive people. You know, why? 
why take the risk of having these aggressive, aggressive sort of violent people um, get upset with you? It's it's really easy for for businesses to say, hey, we don't want the Twitter mob coming after us, or we don't want BLM activists and Antifa activists coming after us. So we're just going to put up a you know a diversity thing and a, a ESG thing, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know going net neutral, green energy uh, footprint this footprint that, and you name it. Um, Meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, the conservatives, we're not really doing anything about it. You've got this tiny, tiny minority on the radical left controlling everything because they're willing to use whatever tactics are necessary. And frankly, look, conservatives just we're not we're not doing what what needs to be done. Um, And so these companies are like. It's a it's a it's a decision where hey we can we can prevent a, a radical left boycott uh, by going woke and conservatives won't do anything to us conservatives won't pull their money um, and so it's a, it becomes a pretty pretty easy decision for them. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Biden blocking all oil development in Alaska got a Wall or got a Fox News story here about that. I'm going to get into uh, here at the 9 a.m. hour, going to get back into this Silicon Valley bank bailout, how it's all Joe Biden and John Tester's fault, how they're the ones that triggered inflation, which triggered this whole thing, how this is a bailout of bailout proportions coming up right after this. David Noble in for Aaron Flint.